It was so fun to sit down and talk to Big Sandy. Listen in. DaleWileyShow.com Okay, so now I'm talking to Robert Williams, also known as, a.k.a. Big Sandy. And so I'd like to first ask you, what was your first memory of music? My first, well, uh, it's kind of a sentimental thing. Well, as it often is, it's attached with something pretty sentimental. Uh, right. And not not really happy. I remember as a, as a little kid, I would sneak out of my room when I was supposed to be asleep. And sometimes I would see my mother alone in the kitchen crying, listening to doo-wop records. Really? And uh, yeah. Um, after my parents got married, my dad kind of, he was like, before they got married, he was like this pretty straight laced, uh, uh, all around good guy. After they got married, he kind of ran wild and he was gone <laughs> a lot. He was, he was gone a lot. Uh, he would be out uh, doing Lord knows what. Right. And I just know my mother would be home pining for him and listening to her, R and you know rhythm and blues and doo wop records and that's right. that I always associate associate that kind of music with with those those memories. Well, definitely. Now, when you first I got I enjoyed so much listening to the South Avenue Live stuff that you cut with Lou, and so tell me about your first concert with Dre Charles. Oh. Ah, how did you know that? Yeah, um, that was on well, there. <laughs> well, it, it it was it was a pretty cool thing. Um, at one point in uh, in our in, in our lives and our family, we lived in a uh, a small town called Santa Fe Springs in Southern okay. California, uh-huh. and we saw in the newspaper that Ray Charles was going to be appearing live at the community center, a free concert. Um, wow. Um, it was like in the in the quad area at the community center, uh, kind of little town hall kind of area, but an outdoor kind of uh, amphitheater. And uh, my father and I were walking around the building to find out exactly how they were going to have it set up. And there's Ray Charles, really uh, standing behind the building, but but uh, cussing out a couple of the Raylets. Really? <laughs> so it was like a little peek behind the scene, behind the curtain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Um, but by then, I was already fascinated by show business and entertainers. Right. Um, I had already uh, been going uh, with my parents to like bars. And right. it, things were a little more lax back then. Young people could say yes. to bars, you know. Definitely. Um, but around that time, there was, this is, you know, uh, through the 70s, that um, a lot of the guys who had hits like R&B hits in Los Angeles in the 50s and early 60s were still working around town in little bars, but just kind of run down places. You know, they were no longer in the spotlight. And I got to see some of those acts then, like, you know, Richard Berry and uh, um, uh, uh, Big J McNeely. Okay. Uh, but but our, our R&B guys and, and doo-wop guys. So, um I got to. I had a taste of it, but the Ray Charles was the first concert, the concert yep. I went to, and that yes. it just blew my my mind. Yes. How old were you then? Um, let's see. Would it be? It was pre preteen. Uh huh. Um. 
but yeah, you know, maybe twelve or thirteen, right. yeah, around there. But but again, that that was the, you know, it's one thing to see like a what what to me was like to see an old guy at a yes. broken down bar, you know, like <laughs> strumming the guitar, to right. see a performance like that. That you know, he had the full on show. Oh and, yeah. And that, that, so that's why I always list that as my first uh, concert. It, it had and it had that sort of impact to me. Just the whole show, the presentation was something I had never witnessed before. Right. Um, and yeah, it, 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 just something else. Well, definitely. And so, again, you started talking in that South Avenue Live stuff about Dave Alvin and the and the stuff that we've done with him, which has been so cool. And so, talk about what he meant as an as an idol growing up, uh, and the blasters and everything else. Well, um, I grew up just being lost, completely lost in music. Um, But I never didn't have any fully formed ideas of, you know, uh, of wanting to do something with, or I didn't think I could do, you know, that it was something I could do, but I I would, I was, um, I just, I just didn't think I had the talent or it just, I held it on such a high regard. I thought that was, (laughs) I thought, I didn't think that was something that mere mortals could do. You know, (laughs) I just, I really held it in such high regard. There was a magic, magic to it. Um, yes. and I, I would lo- be lost in these worlds of listening to records and, you know, with the, with the lights turned off and just, they just dreaming. Right. Um, but in my teens, I, I started to go see bands and I would see other, you know, some people my own age, like doing it go, wow, right. what this, <laughs> maybe I could get a little, idea, wheels start turning. Yes. I saw, you know, J- James Envelt, a, a local guy who's, you know, you know, people who got a root scene, no, absolutely. But yes. but he he was an an, an early influence. Uh-huh. Um, but when I saw him in person, I thought, and I saw the way that people reacted to him, and particularly women, the way they <laughs> yes. reacted react to him. I thought, man, I want into this. I want to be part of this <laughs> world. Um, and uh, my father and I used to go looking for records every weekend, uh, usually like thrift thrift stores, junk shops. But there's one record store in Downey that we used to go to called Winsels. Right. The and um the blasters the home of the blasters yes. and one of the um uh one of those trips uh to to downey to to wenzel's i ran into dave alvin and and uh he was uh, uh being interviewed for some i don't know maybe it was a newspaper interview right um and i i i knew who he was right you know and it's just like like a god or something, you know. But <laughs> but he stopped he stopped to talk to me and he's pointing to records on the wall. Hey kid, have you heard this one? You gotta use this one. Big you know, like uh there you know, there was 78s up on the wall. Right. Um and moment a moment like that to a kid who's into music and yes. have yeah. a conversation it, it just has a deep impact, you know, not knowing that a little bit later I would end up working with him. Right. And he, he kind of took us under his wing and took us got us a, a, a record deal and uh, like a real booking agency. And, uh, <laughs> it was, you know, that was a little later. But at that, yeah. you know, who would have known that at that time when I when I first met actually when I first met both of the the Alvin brothers? Yes. And, and, they, and they were um like when I was in high school, they had a contest uh, to try to promote, uh, to keep people from littering. They, they, they had an idea. <laughs> they have a contest to who could paint the best trash can. Okay. So they were, they, we were in teams and, they, you know, we each paint your own trash can, any any theme, any design. 
I chose to paint the uh, the cover of that uh, uh, of, of the Blasters album with the, that you know, the illustration <laughs> of Phil with that big smile. Right. Yes, I, that was my trash can. Didn't mean anything, <laughs> but that's but to me like. It, as a, as a teen kid, then there was some, you know, there was a lot happening in the youth of music scene at that time in the early eighties, but the blasters were my thing. Um, so much so that I painted a trash can in dedication to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great memory. But yeah. so how did you first start the flyer at boys? Well, um, or what was 19? Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, in 1980, I started going to shows at a, I live in the city of Anaheim in, in uh, Orange County, California, Southern California. Um, there was a pr pretty good uh, teen scene here, uh, a lot of teen nightclubs. Right. Um, and, and a lot of live music, a lot of bands were playing, and the rockabilly thing, you know, revival was, was happening. Um, during that time, I, I fell in with a you know, groups of musicians, and I fell into my first band. 1984, I started playing my my first shows. Okay. Um, and then throughout the 80s, I was in a few different bands. At first, the first band was called the Moon Dogs, and then uh, we did a local TV show as uh, Robert Williams and the Cyclones. There was a band <laughs> called the uh, Robert Williams and the Rustin Strings. There was the okay. Shambles. But, um. All of the guys, a lot of the guys I was playing with, they um, they were into the same kind of music, but they were approaching it from a different angle. Right. Being the '80s, they were into the updated approach. You know, like as you know, the frame the the, the framework that was laid down by bands like the Stray Cats. They were they were right. kind of more into that. I wanted to do something more closer to what I, the authentic sound uh -huh. to these old records I was listening to. I wanted it to sound like an old Gene Vincent record. Or, right. You know, um, so I found I found some friends uh, who were into had, uh, who were like minded, right? And about and in 1988, uh, first came together with it with some of my friends uh, as Big Sandy and the Fly Right Trio. Tried uh, and our their whole, whole thing was try to just to try to be as authentic as we as we could, or right. what we thought <laughs> being authentic, you know. Um, but it was it was just a period of kind of learning uh, the vocabulary. Later, I think we. We used the some of the some of the uh, we took some of that knowledge and did our own thing with it. But the the, in the, fir the first years were just sort of learning the the language of, of that kind of music. Right. And so I mean, let's talk about the period during which we recorded the South Avenue live show because that was so fun. The beginning of two thousand one. And so tell me what it was like to be the Fire Boys at that time. Well. Uh, by that time, and 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 by the way, uh, thank you for sending me that was so those fun. recordings. I loved it. <laughs> that, that that was such a trip down memory lane, man. It was. Really? Uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed listening to that, and I probably wouldn't have liked it at the time, but uh -huh. now with a little distance, well, because I'm, I'm I would be critical about every little thing I'm. Doing. <laughs> I, I didn't. I hit that note, and that's not what I was going for. I was so good, though. It's so good, and again, Bill Whitney was such. A miracle worker. I mean, he could take anything and make it sound so good. Looking back, uh, it's uh, I, I feel blessed to have had that opportunity. Right. Um, it was really special. Um, but anyway, uh, just to, uh, in a nutshell, by that time, our band had been through uh, a, a few different paths musically, right. uh, starting out as a straight-ahead rockabilly band. Then we got a steel guitar player in the band, started right. exploring, you know, elements of like hillbilly, western swing, honky-tonk. Right. Um, and by that period, when we recorded there, uh, uh, 
with with Lou and 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 were you involved with that too? Uh, I was. I was the guy that so was, you were engineering because I started Slewfoot. I mean, that was my late. Yes, yes. So that's where I got so, involved. Well, well, th- well, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> so, so, so we were on, by this that point in our career. We had we were on our second bus. The first right. one was a 1949 flexible. And then <laughs> we ran that in, into the ground. And then uh-huh. we got a, a, a crown uh, school bus that we converted, uh, put the bunk beds in, uh, like an early 70s bus. So I remember running late that night. We pulled yes. up to the, to, I, I, we must have broken <laughs> down or something. But we were like hustling to, to, to get the gear out. And our bass player, Jeff, at the time, he fell out of the back of the, the bus and, and uh, he really hurt himself. Oh, wow. Um, so he was playing that night with like what ended up, I think he broke his ribs or something wow. falling out of the back of the bus, unloading his amp. Uh-huh. Um, but I remember like rushing to get up on the stage and, and being, I'm... you know, so flustered and, and uh, anxiety level out through the roof. But, <laughs> but once we started playing, it was a great the crowd, really the crowd just lifted us. That was one of those moments where I, where I felt like the cloud uh, the cloud, the crowd <laughs> lifted us well, maybe to the clouds. You know, yes. we were we were held up by the audience, and everything was. Once we started playing, everything was beautiful. Everything was all right. And, was and, just, and, no, go ahead. And the whole setup there to be able to go yes. next door right. and to do the interviews and uh, what a great experience and what a what a <laughs> what a setup that was. You know. Well, it definitely was. Now, how did you know Lou? Because Lou said, let's get Robert to do this. And you were the first act we chose to do this. Oh, that's sweet. Well, i tell you what, uh, hearing some of my, uh, well, some of our mutual friends, but a lot of my friends who grew up in the, in the Midwest talk, right? they they talk about Lou Whitney as, as another one of those <laughs> musical deities. And, yes. and, uh, and there's some, and, and there's so many people who, oh man, you should have seen, you know, the morels back in the right. day or to see the skeleton. You had, oh man, you had to be that this was, <laughs> it, it was like a transformative experience to so many of my friends, you know, right. and influenced them for a lifetime of music that came afterwards. Definitely. And, uh, and, it, and, and so much of it goes back to Lou. Um, so it was, it was it added a little bit extra uh, tension for us running late. Oh shit! I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to screw Lou over. And, but but and then what 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 a joy to to uh, get to work with him and, and realize that wow this is a good guy. He's just a good man. Right. Uh, made us feel really at ease and just this salt of the earth um, sort of sort of person. Um, really? But I I knew of him initially just through through my fellow music uh, musician music lovers uh, right. who all yes who have, who have been who had been singing his praises for for ages. <laughs> well, and again, um, so much of this Dave stuck us up, and that was so cool. And I love him and Deke, and so it's just fun to know how small the circles are that we run in. Right. Yeah. And those are two of the guys that are uh, the kind of uh, two of the guys I'm talking about who have, right. you know, I know it made, uh, he made an impact on both of their lives and yes, uh, count, count, countless other people, you know? Yes. But that was your first time in actually meeting him. Is that right? We had crossed paths before. Um, although I would be it, somehow we did, uh, and I could be wrong, but that was our first time to really spend any time together. Um, right. There might have been a Dave Alvin connection at some point. Probably um, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
like so many things for me also dave alvin was my uh you know entree into so many other different parts of the music world right um, so you know it all did i lose can you hear me i think i lost I your fine yeah okay I, I lost your sound momentarily okay. anyway yeah. where were we where am i <laughs> how about dave alvin <laughs> Okay, well, um, uh, well, just like uh, you know, Lewis, a lot of people, yeah, the Alvin, both of, both of the Alvin brothers were to me out here in Southern California, right? Um, uh, you know, it was a I, uh, when 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 uh, Lou passed on to the other side. I, I know there's it was just like this wave of of, of grief uh, I, I felt for so many yeah. people, but also just an appreciation. I, I felt there was like a, so many people came out and they expressed how much, right. uh, what an impact he had made on the, in their lives. But, but, but to me out here in Southern California, the Alvin brothers were that sort of thing. So right. there's a lot of good people all, all over this, across the country doing the same sort of, you know, spreading the gospel just like he did, you know. More with Big Cindy in a moment. DaleWileyShow.com Do you love music? Do you know about the musical map of Missouri? Dallas Wayne, Chuck Berry, Dave Alvin, Robbie Folks, The Skeletons, The Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Uncle Tupelo, Wayne Carson, Nellie, Lou Whitney, Symptoms Morales, In City, Jeff City, St. Louis, St. Joe, Columbia, Buffalo, The Bible Belt, the Studio on South Avenue in Springfield, 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 Missouri. Add the Missouri Music Podcast to your list of favorites. Lawyer, author, and Slewfoot Records label owner Dale Wiley takes you on a musical trip around Missouri while raising funds for Musical Map of Missouri, a nonprofit organization which will help ensure Missouri musicians affected by COVID-19. Visit MissouriMusicPodcast.com for more information. Tune in to the Missouri Music Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. More with Big Sandy, DaleWileyShow.com. And again, you know, what are you doing now and during the pandemic? What kind of experience have you had during this crazy period? Well, I've been doing a lot of this sort of thing. Um, okay. And, yeah. and, and you know what? I mean, I, I, you know, I just uh, thank, thank God that we have, have this. Otherwise, I'm not right. sure how this these last uh, several plus months uh, right how, what it would have would have been so yeah. i've been doing a lot of my own shows online uh, uh, live stream shows i have one called the west coast ramble okay and that uh what about that? That, what's that about well that's kind of a loose format thing there's three hosts and we have it's it's a you know musical guests and uh, interviews uh we also do other fun things we have a little joke segment and uh <laughs> we, we've done we've done movie reviews we've done so many different things it's, it's just an excuse to hang out online and right. uh, you know I, and a lot of, a lot of people are have, have let us they've let us know how thankful they've been for that just like on so many of these things this is a distraction from uh, you know a lot that is yes, going on and that exactly. is you know um it's been an anxiety ridden uh several <laughs> months, a couple years but 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 uh th i think um Things like this and like what you're doing have been a salvation to to a lot of us. So that was with one of the shows um, that I, I'm still doing. Uh, uh -huh. It's changed nights. Uh, like it started out as a every Friday night thing, and then we moved to Sunday. We're on Sundays now. Um, okay. But but I'm done for the year. We were taking a you know a couple weeks uh -huh. Christmas break. Yes. 
And the other show I do uh, is every Sunday. Um, it, it streams on Facebook and, and YouTube. Right. It's called Eclectic, Eclectic American Roots. Okay. And uh, I've hosted a lot of the episodes. Deke has hosted some. Uh, oh, wow. Dave Stuckey. Dave Stuckey has hosted some. Our friend Sage Guyton from the band The Lucky Stars. He's been a host on there. And each week is a different topic. I'm also the video host. So I'll dig through my archives and find, you know, rare rare footage of, you know, like, well, from the Ozark uh, Jubilee. Jubilee for one, for one thing, I've used some footage from that. And there's been some great stuff that has been turning up. Uh, oh yeah, from that beautiful, from that beautiful, well, the beautiful Springfield connection there. Right, exactly. Um, um, but but I I'll I'll put together these clips and talk a, about a little bit about each one. That's what I do every week on Eclectic American Roots. And you know, one week will be the topic will be uh, Western Swing. The following week would be like Tex Mex, right. Doo Wop, uh, the Women of Rhythm and Blues. It, different topic every week, and that. That's a that's been a lot of fun for me. Uh, the most important part of it is that it's kind of it keeps my mind engaged and keeps me from going in like completely nuts. Little little cuckoo, but not <laughs> not completely, you know. Yeah, because I mean, well, what have you learned in this time? What have you learned other than technology? What is the biggest fact you've learned? Well, um, quite a few different just- things, and there have there have been some silver linings that throughout this okay. horrible year. Uh, I just I found uh, you know I realize more than ever how 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 much I appreciate what I've been given been blessed to have the ability to do to travel right. around uh, and 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 perform for people like we did on that recording you gave me there right. um, and, and 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 it just this these months that that we've just been through uh, have reminded me how much how lucky I, I am to have been doing that and how much right. I miss it now and how much I can't wait to get back to doing it. Uh-huh. Um, and also, also found that I do have other skills that I maybe didn't really know I had. Like, I've never done any any like, I've never had like a you know any live shows or right um, or edited video. Um, I've also been doing a lot of um, uh, focusing on on our band website uh, and doing right. uh, merchandise. So you know, packing and shipping and mailing out things. I've never <laughs> done anything like that in my life. So it's been actually a little more work than. Uh, uh, (laughs) and when i was working you know so this time off has been pretty busy and i'm thankful for that (laughs) but but uh, more more than anything i I just miss miss uh the connection with with other good human beings and you know and this is a wonderful way to connect it's beautiful but there's nothing like there's nothing like sharing a drink and giving your buddy a hug or or, you know a little kiss on kiss on the cheek from a pretty girl there's you know i I miss that um So I don't know if it answers your question, but. uh, That does. That is great. But, you know, this is a point when I want to say that I'm from the center of nowhere, which is what Lou always said about Springfield. And so we're talking about the stuff that we're doing and all this. We've kind of started a foundation. You know, it's only in its beginning stages, but to help musicians during the pandemic. And it's been so much fun to talk to people and just stuff like the stuff I pulled up from you, you know, on the stuff that Lou did was so fun. And that's why we're trying to basically continue this thing and make it bigger. So that's what I think is so fun. And so when we get this stuff and put actually on a podcast, I will cut Hey Lowdown out and do that as a song because I just love your performance of that. That's such a great song. Oh, what did you think about that? Oh, well, 
well, I like the song. Um, <laughs> that was a, a particularly good uh, version of it. It was a really good I, version. I, you, you know what? It's a funny thing. Uh, so many times I'll hear, um, I'll either hear or watch on YouTube, you know, like past performances. Right. And for me, I end up thinking, oh, you kind of had to be there because right. something is lost. You, uh, you don't feel the energy. But those recordings... It's like you're there. It's like you really feel it. It feels like you're you're in the you're right there, right in the yes. middle of the right in the mix, and uh, just to... and again, that's one thing that I've got a ton of those recordings. Some with local bands, and some of them with national bands, Billy Joe Shaver, and things like that. Wow. And I just think it'd yeah. be fun to see what we could pull out of our archives because I loved those performances, and you were the first one. Oh. Well, and again, again, the first one. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Big Sandy with the Flyright Boys here. We'll try a song here off of our Nighttide album. We'll shift it into high gear for any hot rodders that might be here today. It's called Hey Lowdown. Gets his kicks, making time with the chicks But lately he's been crossing the line We hit on George, he's moving on Lord, don't he realize the couple down's mine Hey, slow down You better slow down Or I'm gonna get you I'm gonna let you know you're beating up pain He's got loads of cash He talks a whole lot of trash He thinks his ride is hotter than mine
something with those recordings because uh, man uh, if, if you don't i'm gonna bootleg them and put them out <laughs> so anyway we're doing new stuff and it's gonna be so fun to see what all comes out of this weird time that we're living in yeah well like i said there are oh go ahead sorry well i was just gonna say that i had an even weirder fall of 2019 because i suffered an, an at least four strokes and so that's why it's actually been a beautiful pandemic for me because I consider this whole time of just getting to realize how much cool stuff I've done and how much cool stuff I get to do. So I've loved the pandemic in this strange time. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm sorry to hear about you about no, your no 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 it's the best your, thing your misfortune, but but I, but I'm glad uh, new opportunities have have arisen right. and there's been some good things that have come out of it. And, you know right. that that's a beautiful thing. For me, I have to say too, I, I hate what's happening. I hate, you know, some of the the pain that a lot of people have been going through, the loss. But also, I, I, you know, you know, you know, I've been playing since you know the early '80s in different bands, like I said. But about 30 years ago, we all gave up our day jobs and went full time. So I've been 30 years out in the road, like pretty yeah. constantly. So this is the first year that I've been able to stay home. Uh, right you know, for horrible reasons, but it's given, given, you know what, I, I'm finding new things to do and finding uh, new ways to, to fill my time. I'm exploring. I have more time to do research online, to look up, to find uh, other old recordings, to find right. old video clips and add it, add to that, the, the knowledge, which adds to the, my appreciation for this music right. that I love so much that we love, you know, so there's yeah. some good things that have come out of it. It definitely is one of those things, and I just feel like if you have this time, you might as well make it worthwhile. And that's what's been so fun about the stuff that we've been able to do. And I also want to talk about the new recordings that you sent me. What are those from? Okay. Well, um, earlier this year, right before everything shut down, right. um, our band put out a, a four-song uh Double forty, a double forty-five set. Wow! Uh, a tribute to Freddie Fender. It was it, yes. And it's it's cleverly titled "Big Sandy and His Fly Right Boys Play and Sing the Songs of Freddie Fender." <laughs> <laughs> it's got kind of a mouthful there, but it's mm -hmm. um, uh, Freddie Fender is one of the guys I grew up idolizing. Uh, right. I listened to his music as a kid, and another uh, 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 with him, it's it's another. Uh, uh, it's he's another guy that whose music uh, I associate with their childhood memories and uh, mm -hmm. I remember my mother would would uh, vacuum 
like clean the house to, to his music and so <laughs> have that, that connection um and 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 uh you know we were thinking of something yeah what could, new i don't I haven't written any good ones lately maybe we could do a little tribute there let's do a freddie fender thing and uh <laughs> and there and there we have it um and if anybody's interested big yes. are available available at bigsandy.net right um, so where are the shows available where the shows the online shows where can they find those things okay okay thank you for thank you for asking. Um, west coast ramble uh-huh. uh streams live right now it's at uh 9 9 p.m central time okay um on the west coast ramble facebook page and on the west book ramble youtube channel okay okay so the, so that's west coast ramble eclectic american roots uh same thing it's on facebook and youtube but uh on facebook it's at the uh stellar shows and concerts facebook page Okay. And the Stellar Jacks, J-A-X, YouTube channel. And those are at uh, 2, 2 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Uh, on Sundays. Okay. Well, that's just fantastic. And I've really enjoyed getting to sit down with you and talk about all these cool memories and the things we got to do and the things we're going to still get to do. I'm so happy about all this stuff. What, so. What, what, I thank you. I thank you. But, um, <laughs> what a joy it is to just to connect with, you know, uh, there's things that I've been doing. Uh, it's fun to be on um, somebody else's show again. I've, right. I've spent the uh, last several <laughs> months doing something which was new for me, interviewing other people. Uh-huh. It's good to be, interv- be the interviewee <laughs> again. Yeah. Well, that's fun. And that's why this was so fun. And thank you so much. For coming on and spending so much time i enjoyed so much no i thank you very much uh, thanks for having me on the show and uh uh just like lou i've heard a lot of great things about you too so nice <laughs> all to right you. well that is wonderful and thank you so much thank you my friend okay. thanks for listening okay bye i love our new software dalewileyshow.com